Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Cincinnati and we are live! Yes, uh, we're out of the sewing room as we like to do at least once a year, maybe just once a year, uh, and take this thing on the road and today we are in Sheffield uh, at the Red Deer Pub uh, for our draft weekend Meet up. So uh, we have a room full of Bengals fans. Can I get a, a quick who day from everybody? There you go. What a motley crew we have in the house this evening. And of course, we have a lot to talk about because we are knee deep in the draft. We've got the draft on the big screen. Picks are coming in. We're into, where are we? Round five at the moment. And uh, we're awaiting uh, round six where the Bengals have 3,000 picks still. Um, so uh, we thought it'd be a great time just to discuss uh, what they've done so far, what they haven't done, what they might, well, what they should have done. And I'm joined on the panel, on the podcast panel today. Uh, Nathan is on his honeymoon. Um, so instead, we've got someone better, and that is uh, Peter Dadswell. Hello, Peter. Hello. And Jamie Rowe. All right, geezer. <laughs> there you go. A Yorkshireman doing a... Uh, uh, oh, oh, um, oh, no, I can't do it. Go on, uh, do try it. Uh, try, try, try and do the Nathan Portman all the way through. <laughs> can, you, can you say Papa Don properly? No. No. <laughs> can anyone say Papa Don properly? Well, I, well, well, there's someone who can't. So, yes, there's a lot to talk about. We have had four and three quarters... No, five, almost what? Almost five rounds uh, now, and um, Thursday seems like a bit of an age away, really, doesn't it? Yeah, especially if you stayed up all night. Watch if you stayed up all night watching it. And, and did then, you? Uh, yeah, I did. What was your strategy when uh, for staying up? Lots of coffee. Uh, yeah, with lots of drink, lots of food, and um, yeah, I just enjoy the first. Uh, the, the draft is something special in this country. We don't see it in, in our sports and look forward to it. And the build-up's been great. And so I uh, enjoyed the first night. Did you stay up, Jamie, as well? Uh, well, it, it possibly wasn't a, a matter of choice. I mean, I've, I've been horrendously ill for the past few days. So sleep has come when it has come. And, and listeners, I am edging away from Jamie, as he tells me that. Um, so let's go back to Thursday night, uh, round one, uh, pick 11. There was speculation on whether the Bengals were going to move down or... Uh, stay where they were and in the end I think a lot of people hoped it was one of the Devins but those pesky Steelers jumped up and took Devin Bush at 10 and we ended up taking Jonah Williams what was your initial reaction Jamie what, what did you think well um, firstly on, on the uh, on the Devin uh, Bush front um, he is so made for the Steelers he is a sort of gnarly sound he's awful um he's a terrible human being he's absolutely made for that franchise um jonah williams on the other hand don't sit on the fence can you tell us yeah. what you really think about him jonah williams on the other hand consummate pro yes brilliant superb player um plays every every single one of the uh o-line positions um, never gave up a sack in college. Played in the SEC. It's a really tough division. Um, you know, he he seems a pretty decent pick at that point. Um, but can he play linebacker? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I was excited when it came to pick nine and two of the 
picks that I would really love to, uh, us to have got were there Ed Oliver and uh, and then Devin Bush and then of course Oliver goes to the uh, to the Bills at at uh, nine and then the Steelers did what we what we've just said, but it meant that we got a very good player. Uh, I've seen some. Um, boards that said that he was the fourth or fifth best player in the draft and we picked him up at 11. I think the best way of summing, summing it up is, uh, is a tweet from Matt McGlinchey, uh, Mike McGlinchey who went to a similar position last year and he said uh, um, it's like getting uh, socks and underpants for, for Christmas. It's not sexy but you need them and you'll be pleased. Depends, oh, what, <laughs> depends what kind of pants you're talking about Pete well, really. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, I'll show you what no, I'm no, wearing later on. Let's not go that. Mental pictures please. Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, I, I think everyone's agreed that uh, Williams is a really rock-solid player. Um, he fulfills a need, I think. Even though we resigned Bobby Hart, he's... No, he fulfills a need because we resigned well, Bobby exactly Hart. Exactly right. And um, so I, I think the consensus is it was a really good, solid pick. But there are some, of course there are, that were angry that we didn't go for Haskins at 11. Um, Jamie, were you were you on board with the kind of round one quarterback thing? I mean, it's your typical Ohio State University uh, Bengals fan trait. Uh, shall we take you back to take me back. the uh, 2005 playoff game? Um, I feel as though I should have some like, woozy music here. Carson Palmer back. drops back and Kima von Erlhofen rolls into his knee because the Steelers are scumbags and we bring on John Kittner who's been a solid pro for a few years and all of the OSU fans in the Bengals crowd are going why aren't we playing Craig Krenzel he's been the OSU leader there's a name Craig Krenzel they're worse than the AJ McCarron truthers when it comes to OSU quarterbacks I mean can you name a, a good OSU quarterback from the last 50 years no I think actually we've just lost about a thousand listeners here. If we had a thousand <laughs> listeners, but um, yeah, I mean, what did you think, Pete? Listen, Haskins was a one-year starter, and it was only at the end of the first year that he, um, he 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 really kicked on, and he had some good production. But a lot of it was being a check down Charlie, um, and he, I liked him, but I saw no reason to replace Dalton with him. I, I'd like to see what Dalton can do with the decent players around him and with the um, quarterback gurus we've now got in there uh, um, um, Van Pelt especially did very very well let's face it Dalton was brilliant in the first four games last year um, when we had everyone fit and then everyone started falling by the wayside and after that his form disappeared as well until he got in, uh, injured as well so no I, I was pleased so we've gone and got a player that will be there for a decade and will be solid for any quarterback Dalton is he our new next. Andrew Whitworth you've got to hope so yeah, you've yeah. got to hope so, definitely. Any any other players that you think maybe we should have taken at 11? Or, you know, obviously Williams is the consensus. Smart pick, I think. But yeah, yes. especially carrots as well. And it just shows you the kind of guys they're going for. If you look at Billy Price last year, he arguably wasn't the best centre. He was among the top three. But character-wise, I'm not saying the other guys weren't good characters, but he had that real sort of, and I hate to use this cliche but real leader 
and yeah. Williams, feel, just watching his press conferences the night, he came across fantastically well. I totally agree. The press conference was was uh, eye opening. Um, I, I liked what they said about the, um, the Raiders uh, draft and Mayock's first draft. That he wanted the, his first pick to be a standout player, the player that he, the standard bearer, if you, if you like. And I felt the same about Zach Taylor. I thought they wanted the first pick of his um, his uh, his reign at the Bengals to be a standard bearer. I really think that's what. Uh, uh, what he is, Jamie. What about you? Any other players that uh, you had a little um, um, potentially uh, Gary, who went to the Packers? Um, to be honest, I, I, I will ad- freely admit that I'm not the draft guy around the table here. But um, when uh, you had uh, Dave Lapham on, and he was talking about yeah, he was potentially talking about bringing rushes, in right? uh, edge rushers, mm-hmm. uh, guys who are in as, as DEs or or sort of fat linebackers, and <laughs> Um, that was one of the names doing the rounds. Now I know that wasn't particularly uh, popular with sort of the uh, Joe Goodbury draft Nick school. Um, again, I don't know the reasons behind that because, uh, frankly, uh, the draft is is very pretty to look at for me, yeah, and yeah. it has players coming in, and you know some of them might be good. Um, usually, more often than not, because it's the Bengals. <laughs> the problem is that, that, that Gary was very, very uh, widely respected coming out of high school, but didn't do it in college. And uh, his traits over production now, it, traits include good looking, then then fine. But he didn't have the production, so I, I was pleased that we swerved away from him. Mm. Now let's talk. Uh, let's let's go to the second round because this is easily the most contentious pick so far, and it uh, divided Bengals Twitter. The I'm done with this franchise lot were out in force. The the kind of more moderate kind of, you know, yeah, I can see this. Uh, but it was Drew Sample, the tight end. Now, I, I kind of knew. Well, actually, I was having a conversation or discussion with, with one of our followers, Tony Torrance, and he on Twitter, and he was really upset mm. that we didn't trade it for Hawkinson or even trade down for Fant because he saw tight end as the biggest need. I sort of disagreed with that. I saw that as a need, but I didn't see it until, say, round three or even four. And yet I woke up on the, uh, well, this morning, Saturday morning, right? And they had taken Drew Sample in the second round. Uh, They'd moved down, uh, giving themselves an extra fourth rounder um, and another sixth rounder, I think. Is that right? Maybe? Yes. Um and and they've taken a guy that is again solid looking unspectacular more of a blocking tight end not your kind of mismatch nightmare that you a lot of people would want and again tony came back and said this is a terrible pick a lot of people think or thought that it was a really bad value pick nothing too not too much of a knock on sample himself because again when you dig deep into his scouting reports it's uh, a lot of people really like him as a player, but did he go kind of two rounds too early? Um, so it was a bit surprising, I think. Uh, Pete, what, yeah, were I mean, you surprised? Your summary there is spot on. It's it's the value rather than the actual player itself, uh, player himself. Um, the looking at Bengals.com and the videos and uh, interviewing the um, tight end coach, they were saying though that when they did the um, pre-draft circuit going around all the um, uh, pro days speaking to the other tight end 
coaches, they were all raving about him. They all liked him. So I think the fear there was, look, he may be more attractive to teams than the draft Knicks, um, the draft gurus actually think. Um, it's the third year in a row we traded down in the second in the second yeah. round and picked up tricks. So that's clearly something we're quite happy to do. But they liked him, they wanted him, they took no chance, they went and got him. And yeah, you have to back the Bengals. They obviously, they obviously liked him. It fits in a plan as well. You can see from uh, from those two first picks and subsequent picks, which we'll no doubt we'll talk about, the plan is there. We want to run. We want to be able to run and we want to be able to use the play action and uh, going and getting one of the, if not the best, blocking tight end in the draft, something that we don't have, a, a good blocker, it, it filled a hole. I think you're right. It, it kind of... Um Gives us something that we've not had for a while. In fact, you mentioned the name Ryan Hewitt yeah, off indeed. air earlier. I'm not saying he's a light for light of Ryan Hewitt, but there's, he has those qualities. And he also, he reminds me what I've seen of him on, on the YouTube, that a bit like Tyler Croft as well. I'll give, uh, you, I'll give you another name that reminds me of. Uh, Reggie Kelly. Yeah, that's a good shout. It's a good mm. shout. Mm. And he had a very successful career with the yeah. It's just that those, those why... Blocking tight ends aren't very sexy, are they? They're a bit of a throwback. Yeah. Like fullbacks. You don't see many fullbacks now in the game, in the modern game. But um, in order, they say it's a passing league. It is, but you set up the pass with a running, with a running game. And you need that, um, uh, that blocking tight end. He'll also be useful in short um, at goal line situations. I mean, we've been used to using uh, um, um, defensive Hubbard, ends. Hubbard, yeah, was H- yeah, Hubbard, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, now we've got someone who will um, actually does it properly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, Jamie, is this one in the eye for so-called mm. draft experts? Do you oh, think? Good grief! You're, you're on controversial form tonight, so you might as well have a go at draft, draft experts while you're here. Um, to be honest. <laughs> Enough said. Um, draft uh, calling yourself a draft expert um, is like being kind of a master of magic. It, it all depends on whether you believe it exists. Yes. Um, whether you believe in your own um, abilities to foretell the future. Now, the draft again, it's a magnificent thing. People have lots of opinions. Um, I've no doubt that Sample possibly would have been there later on in in the process, but if the Bengals are scared that another team is going to swoop yeah, in yeah. and they are that in love with a player, then perhaps it's worth throwing throwing a um, throwing a pick that's out of the ordinary at it. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit the reaction of. Uh, when they took Jerome Simpson, mm. that's going back probably about twelve years ago now, yeah. and that was a completely out of the blue uh, pick for a player that basically no one had heard of, yeah. and that the Bengals had fallen in love with, and I think that was because they'd convinced themselves that other teams were after him. Mm. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I think he probably would have been there around. Four, maybe, but you know, if the Bengals are into him, and uh, we've got to trust them, right? Yeah, uh, and a point I made afterwards is um, day two, um, we picked the sample up and then we went and got our linebacker, Pratt, who some people thought could be a second rounder. Um, and there was lots of 
gnashing of teeth about going and getting samples so high, but had you flipped them round, had you got him in the third round and Pratt in the second round, we may not be feeling quite so bad. Mm. But ultimately, they're the same two players. We've got yeah. the two players that th- this organisation wanted and we should just... Uh, and it's what them. they do on the pitch that counts, right? Absolutely. Uh, what's interesting to me, though, has, has have the Bengals sort of revealed the way they're going to play on offence by taking someone like Drew Sample, i.e. they're solidifying the line and we, you know they've taken another offensive lineman later on in the draft. They selected Jonah Williams in round one, Drew Sample a blocking tight end in round two. That says to me they wanted to really solidify that line and also kind of that releases a burden uh, from Ifa and Uzama to be moved tight ends, right? And be used creatively. Yeah, but I don't think they're flagging anything up to other teams that um, they wouldn't expect. Oh, to no, no, that. but I'm just saying that they show in the hand like, we're going to be a run team. Are we going to be a more play-action team? Yeah. Is that is that what they're saying with these two selections? But we, we, we um, I know a certain Cockney doesn't like this, but we had the best rush in the AFC and we're backing him now. We are putting in place yeah. players that will help him become even better, players that will help Dalton become even better, and therefore will help the production of AJ Green and, and, and Tyler Boyd as they come into their new contracts. Jamie, you wanted to come in there, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean the NFL's a, a game of uh, trends and fashions, and um, the Bengals have always largely followed fashions. The way perhaps you try and find a way forward in, in this league if you aren't a team with a, a lot of ability to attract talent um, is to find a different way of playing and to find a, a different approach that sort of 90% of the other teams haven't seen yeah. and maybe going back to a, a proper sort of 90 style running running offence, that's a way forward Yeah, and you look at the teams that got to the Super Bowl last year, they Ran the ball, you know, maybe not in the Super Bowl so much, but they ran the ball, didn't they? But, but running the ball enables the passing game to thrive. Yeah. That's the point. You and that, that's the that's what the Rams did. It was all about yeah. play action. You know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and the Rams have taken, a, despite having Gurley, the Rams have taken a, another running back um, yeah, in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Jamie, do you want to go and have a glass of water? Certainly will. And uh, let's get Sam Ainger up uh, to reunite with Pete. Mm. You remember a few episodes ago... Uh, Sam and Pete were part of our Bengals UK uh, draft panel. Um, so Jamie's just edging out of his seat and Sam's coming up to the podium. Uh, Bengals UK. Unfortunately, Liam couldn't be here today, but Pete and Sam... Oh, thank you very much. He's coming later on. He's coming later on. Is he? Okay. I think so, yeah. Hello, Sam. Hello, Paul. Hello, Peter. Right, OK, Sam. Sam. You, you had a massive... Um, uh, crush. Hard on. No, crush. I'm going to say crush. For Devin Steady Bush. on, Pete. Uh, for Devin Bush. Describe for me that evening when uh, Devin Bush went to the Steelers. What, 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 you must have been a complete wreck. It was the very worst, and I expected it to be just as bad for any Bengals fan. Because I preached and bored everybody on Twitter about my love for Devin Bush. Um, well, yeah, I, I would just... You know, just watching the draft as we all do. You know, a few friends, a few beers, a bit of food, and as as when I saw that um, when I saw the trade come up from the Steelers, I just knew it was 
He's, he's, he's everything that the Steelers want. And he Listeners, if like... you could see Sam's face now, he's still broken it... over this, aren't you? Yeah. It... <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I, I didn't want you to bring it up, to be honest. Oh, so... dear, I'm sorry. Sam, I've got a question for you. Uh, on the pod last time, you said that if, uh, if we uh, um, draft Bush, you get a shirt with his name on it. Yes. And we haven't. But we've got a linebacker by the name of Pratt. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we all need to know, are you going to buy a shirt with the name Pratt on the back? Because I'm not going to do that, no. th- th- This will give us so much uh, um, potential joke material. I think Jermaine Pratt's a really good player. And, well, um, I was going to say, I mean, um, but the disappointment of Bush was was countered a little bit by the drafting of uh, Jonah Williams, right? Absolutely. So you I were was, happy I with mean, Williams. I mean, because... I was so sad when that happened. I went upstairs. I had a cigarette. And <laughs> have you got violin music I, I, in the background? I, I, I don't worry. I'll put it on in post production. I think I think tears were there. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, when I came out, I came out downstairs, calmed down a little bit, and um, when I saw that pick come in, I was just like, you know, yes, this is what we need. This yeah. is what we need. This is a great pick. Because Jonah Williams is going to play either guard or tackle. Hmm. I don't know what that is yet with what we've got. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what Taylor's scheme is going to be. But Well, this is the question, isn't it? Where is uh, Jonah Williams going to play? If you listen to uh, the BBP uh, with Paul and Fletcher, um, they were talking about maybe moving Cordy Glenn inside or the popular opinion seems to be moving uh, Cordy Glenn to right tackle. Um, what's your gut feeling? And, and obviously, Williams starting at left tackle is a big responsibility for a rookie. But and of course, either playing Jody Williams at right tackle. But it seems to me, even though they resigned him, Bobby Hart could well be out of a starting job, which is you know. Yeah, to me, the left side of the line worked last year, so don't change it. The right side of the line didn't work, so change it. In free agency, we get Miller. In the draft, we get Williams. To me, you slot him in at um, right tackle uh, and then just see how that goes. Uh, he may be our future left tackle. He may be a guard. But to me, he starts at right tackle and we say to Mr Hart, go and sit on the sideline and you can be the swing tackle in the event of, uh, of injury. Yeah, I think that would be the perfect scenario. Um, but they have loaded up on the offensive line. So, um, But then we go to round three and um, you get your man, Sam. Yeah, Jermaine Pratt. We got Jermaine Pratt. Remind us why you liked Jermaine Pratt. So well, he's is is a guy that's is um is he's not much a coverage kind of guy, but he's um isn't is someone who's who's gonna be he's like a he's got this punch. He's he, he'll he'll get after the quarterback. He's got the he's got the speed. Um, his acceleration is not great, but. His top end speed is phenomenal. Right. He's is is more of a um, he's more of a run guy, stopping he? he's more of a run stopping linebacker. Yeah. Um I think he's gonna be the guy that's gonna play in like um in like a base package type thing. Mm. Um maybe not on nickel with the guys that we've got on I think I think I can see like uh Vigil, you know, Preston Brown being on like a nickel package. Malik Jefferson, dare I mention his well, name? Well, yeah, I, I don't know if that's gonna be the case. Well, we don't know. I, I think he's better in coverage than you're giving him credit for. He was a former safety, and as he got bigger, he converted. Um, I think he's good in coverage. They're already saying that he's a three-down backer. They're already saying that he could be in the nickel package. So I think he's... I'd love to say complete, 
uh, linebacker with skill set. I think he, he he possibly is. Whether it transpires like that, we don't know. But um, I think they they picked him because they know they can play him any of the three um, uh, linebacker positions and hopefully play him for all three downs. Um, we are into round six now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and uh, the Steelers are on. It's right. Sutton Smith. I think that was Nathan's sleeper pick. Ah, uh, he's gone to the Steelers. Sorry, Nathan, they've ruined your day. Um, so we're on, what are we, 175. The Bengals are at 182. So we should get a Bengals pick live on air. How about that? How exciting is that? Um, it's bound to be a kicker. <laughs> yeah. um, is uh, uh, Ben Burkiven still there? No, he's, he's gone. gone. Has he's he? Gone. Yeah. Tavon Coney? He's around. He's around there. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, right, Okay. So with all that in mind, um, how are you grading those first three picks? Um, collectively, collectively, I would say a B plus. Sam, what did you think of Drew's sample, by the way? As I like Drew's sample. I, I just well, when we picked him, because I've not seen anything of him before we picked him, so yeah. I started watching him. It was like watching an offensive lineman, to be honest. Right. I think he's right. like a. I think he's like a. He's like a wide tight end tight guy, like in, in line like, like type blocker. Yeah, he's got really good technique. He gets he shifts guys away from him rather than like being a absolute full on like aggressive guy. Um, so what would you what would you grade sort of those first three picks? Would you say as a whole? I'd say like a B plus. Yeah, B B plus. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's positive, isn't it? I think mm. that's a positive start to the draft. Really. Uh, and I think the only reason why it, um, it's not an A. Yeah. or A- minus is the value on sample, not the player yeah, itself, yeah, yeah. the value. Thank you, guys. Um, now it's time... Well, if you remember last year, we did a live uh, podcast uh, when we were in Manchester and uh, we played a little game and we're going to do the same this year. Uh, last year, uh, it was just the perfect storm, really. Uh, we drafted Billy Price and we were looking for a, a game or a game show to base something around a Billy P- Price pun on. So, Billy Price plus Billy Price pun plus game show equaled The Price is Right. Now, obviously, uh, with Jonah Williams, it's difficult to find any kind of uh, game show-based pun with that, and that can be some homework if anybody can think of it. But I have come up with something. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play 8 out of 10 Prats. (laughs) Jesus. What do you mean, Jesus? <laughs> right, uh, so we need two players. What, what's going to happen? We, obviously, we can't play out of 10 uh, cats. Uh, well, for US listeners wondering what the hell uh, 8 out of 10 cats is, it's, it's basically a game show over here where a bunch of comedians get asked questions uh, about uh polls and surveys and they come up with funny answers so no pressure whoever's going to play this um but we've altered it slightly just to fit in with a kind of a quiz we have got some prizes to give away um so i'm going to choose two guys that have not been to a meetup before uh vicky you're not playing because you're a packers fan and you won something last year you did yeah um so alex are you up for this come to the i was going to say stage but it's a bit good ground and Matt, are you up for this? Oh, here we go. Here go, we go on. Here we go. Not really, but you're going to do it. All right. So let's play eight out of ten Prats. 
Yes, the crowd are going wild for 8 out of 10 prats as they no doubt... Are you going to do a joke? Sorry? Are you going to do a bad joke like Jimmy Carpenter? No, I'm not. Uh, I, no, I'm not actually. But um, So um, basically you, I'm going to ask you each five questions based on surveys and you've got... Uh, it's a multiple choice uh, answer, so it's A, B or C. Um, so just go for it. And the winner will um, win a prize. It's that simple. So, Matt, let's start with you. Go on, then. I'll do your five first, actually. You get five, and then I'll do Alex, okay? Uh, well, do you want to introduce yourself first? Uh, my name's Matt. I'm from uh, just south of Wakefield. Very good. I've been a fan for about four or five years now. And it's the first time you've been to a meetup, so. Yes. And how's it been? Say nice things. It's been lovely. Very good. Um, so, Matt's the winner of that competition. No, I'm <laughs> um, in a recent survey, what was found to be the funniest word in the English language? Is it A, hooter, B, booty, or C, tit? C. Afraid not. It was, disappointingly, it was booty. Although I always thought Roethlisberger was the funniest uh, <laughs> name in the English language. Uh, true or false? 58% of people polled in one survey preferred cold pizza to fresh fit pizza. That's bollocks. False. Yes, you're right. It was 15%. So that's got one. In a recent survey, which British city was found to be the funniest? Liverpool, Newcastle, or Sheffield? Sheffield. Afraid not. It was Liverpool. Um, yeah. <laughs> what percentage of people in a recent US dairy survey thought that chocolate milk came from brown cows? <laughs> is this multiple choice still it is no. A's. oh yeah I forgot about that bit. Uh, no I want you just to guess the percentage uh, A 62% 3 33% or C 7% B afraid not it was 7% mm. and your last question how many people think God helps them decide the outcome in football games 1 in 10 1 in 6 or 1 in 4 one in ten. I'm afraid not, Matt. It's one in four. Tanked, yeah. You scored <laughs> one point. Matt, give me a round of applause, everybody. Well. Now, Alex, yes. you're almost a shoo-in to win this, to be honest with you. Um, you jinx me now, aren't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, the cloud is where many of us store our digital information. How many people in one survey thought that actual weather affects the online cloud? 51%. 25% or 13%? I've got 13. Afraid not. It was unbelievably 15... <laughs> fi sorry, 51%. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a, a late entry here. Who's this? Oh. Uh, how many Brits would have sex with a robot? <laughs> Matt Cattrall just walked in, just said yes, he would. Um, yeah, uh, one in ten, one in five or one in two? I really hope it's one in ten. It's not. It's oh. one in five. I think I have jinxed you, actually, haven't yeah. I? Um, in 2001, a cross-country project called Laugh Lab, where 100,000 jokes, sorry, 100,000 people took part and 10,000 jokes were submitted, found Britain's funniest joke to be A. Working at the job centre has to be a tense job, knowing that if you get fired, you still have to come in the next day. <laughs> Um, 
James Coffey, I think, out of disgust for that one. B, what kind of murderer has fibre? A serial killer. No laughter for that whatsoever. <laughs> C, Sherlock... Ho- oh, hold on, this screen's going to be funny. C, Sherlock Holmes and Dr Watson go camping and pitch their tent under the stars. During the night, Holmes wakes his companion and says, Watson, look up at the stars and tell me what you deduce. Watson says, I see millions of stars, and even if a few of those have planets, it's quite likely there are some planets like Earth, and if there are a few planets like Earth out there, there might also be life. Holmes replies, Watson, you idiot, somebody stole our tent. Which one of those is Britain's funniest joke, would you say? I'm going to have to go A just by the reaction in here. So I'm going to have to go A by the reaction in here. I'm afraid not. Unbelievably, it's C, the Sherlock Holmes one. Can you believe that? Um, No wonder this country is completely f***ed. That's uh, um, What percentage of Americans who claim to be vegetarians still eat meat? A, 14%. B, 33%. C, 66%. Got C. Yes, you are correct. Uh, how many did... Uh, so that's your first correct answer, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Thank God I've got a tiebreaker here. Um, <laughs> true or false, this for the win. True or false, 43% of Canadians prefer bacon to sex. We've got false. It's true. So we're in a tiebreaker situation. I can feel the excitement in the room. <laughs> I really can. Um, okay, the tiebreaker. And I want the nearest or the closest to this or the funniest, most disgusting answer. Okay? In a recent survey by the Saucy Dates website, what was found to be the second worst thing a woman can say to a man during sex? Call me Big Ben. <laughs> I think we have a winner. I think we have a winner. <clears throat> Second. Or just uh, think of something that would be the biggest turn-off in the world. No idea? I'm struggling now. Well, the answer is, I need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not saying I need a poo. but um, So I'm going to have to say uh, it's a score draw. Yeah. And luckily I've got two prizes, so... <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It depends if you've, you probably pay for it. Find somewhere you can pay for that kind of thing. Alex has a game day jersey for you. Thank you. And Matt has a game day jersey. Thank you very much. So give it up for Matt and Alex, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, we shall. Well, that was. Uh, did that work? Eight out of ten prats, do you think? Yes. 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 Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> Right, we're going to finish this off now. We've got more picks to come. I think the Bengals... In three. Uh, sorry? In three picks time. Uh, so, Jamie and Pete, do you want to come back to the to the table? So, we started off by round four um, by seeing the Bengals trading up. And trading up uh, and, you know, kind of uh, getting rid of some of their many... Um, uh, six round picks and they went for Ryan Philly quarterback um, in their first fourth round pick um, first impressions of that well he was the only quarterback that the team brought in during the pre-draft process so that Daniel Jones as well I think 
Daniel Jones. Did they? Yeah, All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was only Finley, and uh, but it does say a lot that they were very, very taken with him. Um, I think he's been described as Jared Goff light. He's not got the same arm strength, um, but um, very intelligent and, and, and therefore would pick up a, a, um, a scheme, pick up a playbook very quickly. Jamie, where do you stand on, on drafting a quarterback in this draft? Was it a necessity? Was it a need? Did they, you know, they, could they have got away with not drafting a quarterback? There's a lot of people kind of talk, we've talked about it on the podcast before. A lot of people um, kind of saying they they want to they want to start moving on from Andy Dalton. What's your position on all that? Outside of Kyler Murray, there was no one really there for me that um, that particularly stood out as as being a potential starter in this draft class. Now, when it comes to a backup pick, that was always going to be something that was necessary. There are concerns about Jeff Driscoll's uh, conditioning. There are concerns about his injury history, and there was there were concerns about his ability to actually play as a quarterback in the system last year. There is a lot of upside to Jeff Driscoll, but he is let down by some fundamental, massive flaws. Uh, ironically, one of his strengths is is running with the ball, and here we are strengthening yeah, right. um, for the the run game, and then potentially moving away from him um, uh, with a backup quarterback. Absolutely. Um, now uh, the Bills are on the clock and the pick is in. It's that's one eight one. The Bengals are one eight two. So we will be on air, so to speak, yes. uh, when the Bengals pick, which is exciting. What's your What's your prediction? What position? They could go running back. They could again. I mean, Blake Cashman's gone. Matt Wilson's gone. Big fullback. Ben big Ber- running back. Ben Ber- Kevin's gone. Yeah. I mean, they could go uh, running back, wide receiver. Yeah, and there's Kelvin Harmon out there, the wide receiver. Kelvin Harmon, yeah, who sounds huge. Huh? I mean, Trevin Williams, the running back, is uh, yeah. is probably one of the uh, um, the best running backs now still available. <laughs> but you can pick a running back up off the street quite easily, so it, it may be that they won't even bother. And well, get one Rod, a- Rod Smith came in from the Cowboys for a for a workout, yeah. didn't he? Um, we also went Ronell Wren, defensive tackle, and Michael Jordan, offensive guard in round four. They they traded back into the fourth round. Mm. Which meant they didn't get a, uh, um, a fifth. Or they gave it their fifth round pick for that. Um, well, again, first impressions. It's are. it's about adding heft to the offense. Yeah, they, they've come in and gone. We're going to be um, a more powerful team. We're mm. going to change our identity towards doing that. Yeah, um, and and also uh, Zach Taylor is picking his guys, isn't it? I mean, we could see. Quite a lot of, I mean, the, the, that offensive line room is now a pretty busy room. Come on, guys! If neither of you are going to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it. I, th- I think the Michael Jordan pick was a slam dunk. There you oh. go. There we go. <laughs> um, what about a kicker, Paul? A kicker could be there. We've still got three th- uh, six-round picks, so that could be a possibility. Nathan. I know Nathan would be happy if it was a kicker, um, but Nathan would be happy if it was a running back as well. Bizarrely, wouldn't he? So. Um, are you Here we go. The Bolt? pick yeah, is we in. Um, we've got to start talking. This is like almost like live radio. And what is going to be interesting about the offensive line is that it's quite a busy room now. <laughs> okay, yeah. here we go. We can see Hude with some school children. <laughs> that sounds weird, but <laughs> um, with a Jeff, and, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll, a woman top? on a, uh, a podium. She's pointing her finger. She's wagging her finger. 
She's she means mayor. business. She's the mayor of Dayton. Is she? Oh, there you go. It's mayor. She's she's important enough to to wag her finger. Who's it going to be? I wonder. Kids are clapping. They're all really happy. Who day's been arrested? That's good. <laughs> Who did it? Bengals selection is, is Trevion Williams. Having having just named him. Having just named him. I look good. That's a really good pick. Texas really A&M. Good. Pick 182 is Trevion Williams. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bengals have been talking about getting him. Well, he's had, they've had him in for a visit in a workout. <coughs> uh, Jim Topbantz. Let's have some fun, Turner. <coughs> Uh, kind of obviously coached him at Texas A&M so that pick makes sense and certainly with Mark Walton being a dickhead uh, that also makes sense as well. um, right um, I mean I mean, he's short I mean he's, he's, he's 5'8 206 pounds I like him already um, so yeah you're like short guys um, <laughs> and he's shifty so um, yeah. whether or not he ultimately becomes a replacement for Gio when Gio's um uh, contract. Time is up, yeah, which, is time soon. Up, which it may be, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, he'll have that opportunity of working his way up the uh, the, the roster. Um, it's interesting, but I say about the offensive line, I do think that there may be some movement there. There might be some players out the door because uh, you can only keep so many. There's been speculation that Clint Bowling's time might be up be- just purely because of his draft. Sorry, his cap hit. Um, so I was weirded out because Ted Dance is on the screen now. I don't, what was he? In? Oh, it's an advert. Um, he's not announcing the pick for what, I don't know the New England Patriots or whatever. Uh, actually, that should be great, wouldn't it? What if he could go back into the Cheers bar and announce the? Uh, well, it, it was a Smirnoff advert. So, oh, okay, uh, right, right. Um, so yeah, that's the interesting thing to me. I want to see what happens with the offensive line. Um, uh, who's going to go? Is Bowling going to go? Where's? Uh, Jonah Williams going to play. Where's Cordy? Where is Cordy Glenn going to play? Um, we, we have, however, got players that can play in a multitude of positions, and they've already spoken yes. about the uh, the versatility of some of these players. And um, you can see us carrying perhaps just nine uh, O liners in the in the fifty four roster, fifty three roster rather, and yeah. and, um, uh, and use their versatility. So yeah, some people are going to get cuts, and some people will be walking the streets before too long. Um, well, I think that's about it. Um, we, uh, the Bengals have still got two picks left in this sixth round. Uh, no doubt we'll be back soon. And you can check us out on Twitter and tell us what you think um, of the Bengals picks. Uh, we're at Hooday underscore UK and Bengals UK on Facebook. As ever, we want to hear what you think. Uh, the podcast will be back. We're going to take a little bit of a break, I think. And also, we've got undrafted free agents to come, right? Absolutely. So Exciting. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. Even more offensive linemen. Well, no we doubt. normally have one um, um, who makes the roster yes, every year. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, Jamie, kicker, do you think? Oh, I hope so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> just to annoy Nathan. Yeah. Well, I hate Nathan. We, we, could, we, we, we could draft a, two of them. I mean, we two, well, exactly. two or three picks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Have, have a real camp battle. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, it only remains for me to say who day and thank everyone for coming down to the Red Deer at Sheffield. Uh, let's hear a big who day uh, to, for our listeners, everybody. Who day! And yes, we'll see you next time.